depth of His Spirit that is here. Aren't you so thankful? I don't want to take this for granted. I don't want to take this for granted. Amen. I'm thankful for the sovereign move and ministry of the Spirit of God this morning. And He is here. That should settle upon us. We, we make that statement sometimes, and it, but it should settle upon us. God is here. I want to be aware. I want to be God conscious. I want to be God conscious. I want to be... I don't want to be like Jacob. Surely the Lord was in this place and I knew it not. Think about that. I want to be God conscious. And I, I feel the Spirit of the Lord wanting to make us more and more aware. We, you've heard me say this before, but it's in my spirit here again this morning. We know that God is everywhere. But we're not always conscious that He's present. We're distracted, we're, we've got many things going on, but, and He doesn't always manifest His presence, but He's always present. He is the omnipresent God. And so I want to be ever aware. I want to be God conscious. Amen? Praise God. So wonderful to be with you today and to worship with you. I mean that. It's wonderful to just, I don't know if there's much I enjoy more than worshiping together with you and feeling the Spirit of the Lord in such a sweet way. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Praise God. I'm going to dismiss teachers. Uh, I don't know if that's plural or singular, but they know. So uh, I so appreciate the Charles Mercado family and their burden for children. It is, a, it is a gift of ministry for which we're extremely thankful. Um, and I pray God bless them richly and abundantly. Amen. Um, I'll dismiss children ages 4 to 11. You can head on down. They will be there with you. Amen. Brother Renee, could I trouble you? Would you mind running downstairs into that kitchen and buy the refrigerator as a case of water oh never mind he beat you to it thank you lord for my son now he doesn't get to drink it he'll go get he just saved you some exercise praise god i meant to go grab one and i forgot my throat's going on me praise god turn and greet somebody and tell them how beautiful or amazing they look and then you can be seated Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated if you would like to. Would you grab your Bible? I want to go direct to the Word of the Lord here today. There's been something that's been stirring in my spirit. That's usually how it works anyway. I shared it with some, but I didn't plan to talk about it, but here we are. Um, 
we spoke a few weeks ago, where the scripture says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, and a witness of the Holy Ghost, and we recognize that and the need in this hour. Um, I believe the Lord has for us today a challenge. So the book of Isaiah, chapter 33, if you would turn there with me. Starting in verse number 20, Isaiah 33 and verse number 20. There's something the Holy Ghost is doing in me, and I hope that's true of all of us. Um, I find myself recently spending more time than I ever have in the prophets uh, in Scripture. And they've always been the hardest for me to read. Um, some are easier than others. Um, well, I guess that's not true, not the hardest. Probably some of the Chronicles and Numbers are the hardest for me to read. Beget, 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 beget. And so I forgot if beget was somebody's name or not. I couldn't even remember. But, um, but you know, reading the prophets sometimes, they're hard to be understood. What in the world are they talking about? And, and uh, there's far more in there I don't know than what I feel like the Lord is starting to talk to me about. But uh, he's been dealing with me a lot in Ezekiel. And, you know, Ezekiel, I, I know we're in Isaiah. Just hold your hand there. Um, Ezekiel is really all about the glory of the Lord. If you read the book of Ezekiel. Uh, everything he talks about throughout that book has to do with the glory of the Lord or the desire of the Lord to manifest his glory. And he speaks of conditions for the glory of God to be made manifest, conditions that affect the glory of the Lord. You know, when, when Ezekiel saw the wheel in the middle of a wheel, what he saw was that which moved the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord was not stagnant. It wasn't in a place. And so it was the Lord was talking to Israel because Israel had gotten used to this tabernacle and this temple. And, you know, the glory of the Lord came and filled the tabernacle and came and filled the temple. But when the Lord was speaking through Ezekiel to the children of Israel, he was showing them, hey, the glory of the Lord doesn't come and dwell in this physical place. And they were, they were beginning to see, and that's what the Lord was using. And so the Lord began dealing with, Israel through the prophet Ezekiel about some of the things that they were doing that were not bringing glory to the Lord or that were hindering the glory of the Lord though there's one place in Ezekiel when you read through a couple of the chapters the glory of the Lord is in the temple the tabernacle but then because of what's happening there the glory of the Lord moves and now it's in the threshold it's at the threshold of the temple or the tabernacle and by the time you get to the end of the next chapter it's left the temple and the tabernacle and the glory of the Lord is crossed over and it's on a mountaintop. But the children of Israel are still in the tabernacle. And uh, I, I realized in many of the prophets that, of course, the Lord was talking to the children of Israel and where they were. 
but there is some understanding that I'm finding. There's something the Holy Ghost is doing in me. I know I said that already, but he's doing with me in these prophets where, I, the Lord, I feel for the first time in my life in this way anyway. I'm seeing things here that have to do with where the church is in the last day. And God's desire to deal with the church. The word of God is eternal. Aren't you thankful for that? So anyway, that was all just, I don't know, bonus, Ezekiel, the glory of the Lord. I want the glory of the Lord, don't you? I want it to manifest itself. Isaiah chapter 33, verse number 20. The Lord says through the prophet Isaiah, look upon Zion. When you see Zion in the Old Testament, Zion is a type and shadow of the church. Look upon Zion, the city of our solemnities. Thine eyes shall see Jerusalem, a quiet habitation that speaks of peace. A tabernacle, watch, that shall not be taken down. You see that? Now, clearly, that was not speaking of an earthly one, ultimately. A tabernacle that shall not be taken down. Not one of the stakes thereof shall ever, ever, say ever. This is how we know he's not speaking of a natural building. Ever be removed. Neither shall any of the cords thereof be removed. Broken. It's a pretty good promise. Now watch verse 21. But there. Where's there? Tabernacle. What tabernacle? The one that's never going to be removed. The one whose stakes are going to be forever. The one whose cords will never be broken. That tabernacle. But there, everybody say there, watch, the glorious Lord. But there the glorious Lord will be to us. A place of broad rivers and streams. I don't know what that does to your spirit. I've been dwelling on it for three days, so it's really affected me. But you're going, okay, whatever, brother Hart. There, this tabernacle, not an earthly tabernacle. There, not a part of the Lord, the Lord, the glorious Lord. He will be to us. Here, I got it. Let me read this to you in the Amplified. I don't know if you're getting it. There the Lord will be for us in majesty and splendor. It's a little more descriptive than glorious. Same word. But there the Lord will be for us. Everybody say he's going to be for us. The Lord will be for us in majesty and splendor a place. Of broad rivers and streams. Brother Lewis started talking about abiding in him. The prophet Isaiah said, The Lord will be for us a place of broad rivers and streams. Now watch. 
wherein shall go no galley with oars. Neither shall gallant ship pass thereby. Why? Verse 22. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Where's your hope today? Where's your hope today? Where's your confidence today? I want to read that again. I feel the Holy Ghost in that verse. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Somebody needs to lay hold on that this morning. He will save us. If you don't hear anything else today, hear those four words. He will save us. Our Lord. I'm serving a living God. He's, one of these days, He's going to take me out of this world. And I'm going to spend eternity with Him. He will save us. Verse 23. Thy tacklings are loosed. They could not well strengthen their mast. They could not spread the sail. Go back to verse 21. Watch. There in the tabernacle, the glorious Lord will be to us a place of broad rivers and streams. Wherein shall go no galley with oars. You heard of a galleon? A galley's a ship. Okay. Wherein shall go no galley with oars, neither shall a gallant ship pass thereby. Skip down to verse 23. The Amplified, by the way, says, Wherein no mighty or stately ship About that gallant ship. In verse 23, thy tacklings are loosed. I'll read that in the Amplified. Your hoisting ropes hang loose. They cannot strengthen and hold firm the foot of their mast or keep the sail spread out. I want to take just a few minutes today. Who's the broad stream in the river? Or the broad river and streams? The Lord. The glorious Lord. I have a question. Do you want to be on the bank? Or do you want to be in the river? Where do you want to be? I want to be in the river. Now, it's not a narrow river. There's room for all of us. It's a broad river. It's the Lord. It's a place in His Spirit where we can live and abide. But I want you to notice what the prophet Isaiah said. No ship with oars will go there. What's he talking about? There ain't a one of us that's going to be in the river in our boat. It's going to be able to move it by our own man-made power. No boat with oars there. Not happening. 
No man-made system. No man-propelled vehicle. No man-produced element. No man-formed and shaped and fashioned program. Our glorious Lord is a broad river and stream to us. But make no mistake about it. If I'm going to be in Him, if I'm going to abide in the glory and the splendor that He's desiring to manifest, if I'm going to be a part of that, if I'm going to abide in Him, there's nothing I can do in man-made ability, power, that can accomplish what He wants to do. But He's inviting you and I to come in. But no ship with oars. Nothing of my own making, nothing of my own doing. It's going to be me getting into the river. No gallant ship, no fancy state, nothing that men could point to and go, oh, look at that. Isn't that really nice? Oh, wow. Why? Because all the attention is going to be on the river. All the attention is going to be on the river. And we understand the purpose of the river is simply to take the boat where the river's going. Nobody gets a boat and puts it in a river and says, Now, I want, this, I want this boat to take me to this place that the river doesn't go. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right? I'm going to put my boat in the Yakima River and I'm going to hope it takes me down to Sacramento, California. Well, that doesn't happen because the Yakima doesn't make it there. Right? But sometimes we'll do that. We'll say, okay, God, I want to get in the flow of the Spirit, and I want you to take me here and here and here and here. doesn't work that way. I simply determine I want to get in. Just put me in the river. And wherever this river's going, I have determined the river is determining my course. I'm not. Someone hear me this morning. The river is determining my course. I'm not. But I don't know where it's going. You're right. But he does. He's the river. He's the source of direction. He's the source of life. Everything I need is found in him. I can live and abide there. And he can. And guess what? I don't choose how fast it flows. I don't choose when it goes, when it gets a little rough and bumpy. I don't choose when it stays smooth. I don't choose when it slows down. I don't choose any of that. I just purpose. I'm getting in the river. I'm staying in the river. I'm abiding in Him. And I'm going to trust Him by His Spirit to take me where He wants me to go. This is the prophecy of Isaiah to the people of God. That the glorious Lord is a broad. There's a challenge. The challenge is such that you can't get in and then begin rowing. No oars. No oars. See, getting in is commitment. Commitment. No oars. Oh, man, I got to get out. The only way to get back out, you just got to go overboard and start swimming. That's work of the flesh. Or you can say, I'm staying in the boat. I'm staying in the boat. I'm staying in the boat. But there's a storm. I don't care. I'm staying in the boat. I got more confidence in the river than I do in myself in that storm. I'm staying in the river. Now watch. Verse 23 we see there. And now here, this is the, remember I said, I feel like the Lord's going to challenge us today. 
Here's the challenge. It's a broad river. And so, yes, it can move with the flow. But there's also a need to harness the wind. And we read here in Isaiah a condition of a ship. The tacklings are loosed. They couldn't strengthen their mast. They couldn't spread the sail. So the need to move wasn't moving the way they could because they weren't able to harness the wind though they were in the river. Now, he was speaking of the condition of the people, the condition of their life, the condition of maybe just the cares of life and the circumstances of life that had brought them to a place where even though the wind may have been blowing, they couldn't get in a position to ready the sails. Is that the right phrase, maybe? All they're tackling. You know, if you've ever, if you've ever been around a, uh, um, a shipyard, I know there aren't many sailboats anymore, but if you've ever been around a shipyard, it seems like even when the boat's sitting still, there are people always working on that boat. I, uh, I've been able to tour some Navy ships in my life. And, man, you get lost on some of those things, by the way. But it's amazing watching them. They're sitting in the water, but they're not moving right now. But, man, you pass people, they are working. They're, they're doing something. What are they doing? They're preparing for the next part of the journey. They're, pre- they're, they're ready, being ready. We never know when it's time to move. So they're preparing for the next part of the journey. They're working. They're cleaning this, preparing that, maintaining this, fixing that, tightening up this, doing that. What are they? They're ever preparing for the next, whatever the next part of the journey is. And what we read here in Scripture, we find a people who have this recognition of this calling of God on their life, this recognition that God has a design and a desire to use their life. And so the Spirit of the Lord is painting this picture for them of what He intends to do and who He is. But he's also addressing, hey, there's some things I need you to get ready. Your tackling's loose. You're not able to spread the cell. And we find my mind can't help but go in the scripture to the book of John chapter 3. When Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he says to him, you've got to be born again of the water and the spirit. You can't enter into the kingdom of God. can't see the kingdom of God. All that in John chapter 3. But then he says, the wind bloweth where it listeth. Right? And you hear the sound thereof, but you can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going. Such are they that are born of the Spirit. Wait wait a minute. Such are they. What? We can hear the sound of the wind. We may not be able to tell where it's coming from or where it's going, but we can hear it. And so what should we do when we hear the wind? I'll tell you what we should be doing spiritually. We should be saying, I hear the wind. I need to get my sail raised. I need to shore. I need to go, go. Here comes the wind. Here come. We read in the book of Acts, the apostle Paul says, of course, he told them to stay put because they were going to have some trouble, but they ignored him. But they heard the wind. And when they heard the wind, they said, oh, we've gained what we need. And they raised their sail to capture the wind. Well, that wind took them to a problem because it wasn't God 
It was man operating in his own idea and his own ingenuity. Thank God the man of God was with them or they would have all died probably. But there is a need in this hour. I feel this gentle but urgent drawing of the Spirit of God upon us saying, I'm the river. I'm the river. And I know exactly where the river's going. Not me, him. He knows exactly where he's taking us. He knows exactly how he's going to get there. He knows every curve, bump, speed up, slow down. He knows every part of it. And he chooses how to move us on our journey. The spirit of God, the breath of God, the wind of God. And so I need to get postured. You have to get postured in a place of sensitivity to the Spirit of God. This comes through prayer and the Word and spiritual fellowship with the body. Koinonia, that's a Greek word. Look it up, study it out. It's, we need this fellowship of the body of Christ. And so we learn together. We hear the wind together. We purpose to aid one another in the setting of the sail and the waiting on the flow of the river of God. This is where we are in time. where we are in time and I feel such a clear certainty of the Lord that if we'll just abandon our oars it's a scary thought isn't it I'll just let go of controlling the direction. I'll let go of maneuvering situations. I'll let go of manipulating. I'll let go. Would you just talk to the Lord right there, right now? Come on, pray with me. I'll release the oars. You're the river. I'll put my attention on the tackling, the sail. But I can't produce the wind and I don't control the flow. By your grace, I want to posture myself, Father, for what you're doing in this hour. You are the broad river, the glorious Lord. You are, and I pray in us as people of God, a preparing of the vessel, a releasing of oars, a raising of the sail, a sensitivity to the wind, a clear sound that comes from heaven alone, and the people of God postured in the presence of God to be taken where the Spirit of God chooses to take us. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. We know that he spake this of the Spirit. We taught it a week or two ago. I believe this flow of the Spirit out of us is simply intended to get everybody into the river. I think of different ones here. I remember when someone connected to you 
or you connected with someone and that river of life begin to flow out of you, begin to reach to them and then before long it just brought them right along and then they found themselves in the river. There's something the Spirit of God is working through the body. He's inviting us. He's inviting you. I don't know. Would, would you stand with me this morning? I, I'm done. I, I don't know what. The oars are in your life. I know to say it. I don't know what the things are in your life that you're trying to hold on to. to you know, God, okay, but I. <laughs> Maybe you let one go. Well, you know what happens if you let one oar go, but you keep the other one, don't you? That's right. You're just going in circles. Now, to some of you, I'm just talking about boats and oars and sails, and you're like, whatever, man. But some of you, I can tell the Holy Ghost, just in speaking these few things this morning, I can see some of you. We can talk about oars just a moment, and you can see some things that you've got your hands wrapped around. And you... The Spirit of God is challenging us. Would you let go? Maybe you're wrestling with a little bit of fear. What, what happens if I let go? I, what happens if I, if I stop trying to control it and just hear me today? We can trust the river. We can trust the river. The Spirit of the Lord is taking you and me somewhere. The Spirit of the Lord is leading us somewhere. The Spirit of the Lord has a divine destination upon your heart and mind. I don't know what's around the next curve, but he who is the river knows. I don't know what that sound up ahead is, but he who is the river knows. I, would, you, would you be willing to release the oars today in faith? Come on, in faith, in faith, there is a liberty on the other side of that release. I'm telling you, my spirit is marked. Thursday night, the Holy Ghost was talking to us. Come on, keep praying. Thursday night, the Holy Ghost was talking to us. And Brother Joel made this statement. Under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he said, if we can just get across the divide, I'm telling you, there is a river that will carry us there. There is a river that will carry us there. It is the Lord. But he's saying, you're not going to do it with an oar. I'm not going to allow you with your program and your plan to go there. I'm not going to allow you with your man-made ideas and thought-up plans to get there. But if you'll release some things, if you'll release in trust, if you'll release in faith, if you yield to my word and my spirit, and you'll begin to set the sail, you'll begin to set your ear to hear the sound of the wind. There is a spirit.
Spirit of God that is coming into these valleys that will carry the people of God to places He has ordained that will bring you and I in front of individuals that He has ordained. It is the wind of the Spirit. It is the river of God. And He's leading the people of God if I'll release the oars. Release the oars. Tighten the tackling. Set the mast. Raise the sail. Some of you here, you have words from God that you're trying to figure out how in the world will it ever happen. I'll tell you how it'll happen. It'll happen because the river is already going there. You can't produce it. You just stay it. He will make it happen. I don't know how it gets there sometimes. You know, most rivers don't just run straight. They don't just run straight. And that's what we want. We just see things in a straight line. You may not know the end from the beginning. He does. He does. He knows. He knows. The simple truth that we can so quickly forget. He knows. I see the prophet with his vision. The Spirit of the Lord said to him, step into the water. And he went about to the ankles. He said, go deeper. He went a little further and it was up to his knees. He said, go deeper still. He went a little further and it was up to his waist. The Spirit of the Lord called him, go deeper still. And he said, I went and it was a river that I could swim in. There's something in our human nature that says, I just want to stay close to the bank. If it gets a little out of my control, I can jump back to the bank. I can, I can get back over there. I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord is beckoning you. The Spirit of the Lord is beckoning me. I am the river. The glorious Lord is a broad River, step in, step in, I'm done. Would you respond to him right now?
Come on, those places of prayer, those closets of prayer where you spend time, where you think, is anything happening here? Is anything taking place? Is anything being accomplished? I'm telling you, that closet of prayer is a setting of the sail. That closet of prayer is a, an attuning of my ear to the sound of the wind. That closet of prayer is a place of abiding in Him. That closet of prayer is a place where He can begin to work and we become sensitive to that leading of His Spirit. In Jesus' name. We hear the testimonies of different ones. I'm so thankful for them. And we... If we're not careful, we look to duplicate what somebody else is doing. You know, this is what worked for the Rodriguez. I'll try that too. Well, I'm not them. They're not me. I need a program. I need a, I need a program that'll work. Give me the program that'll work. I'll tell you the program that'll work. Get in a closet of prayer. Attune your ear to hear the wind. And when you begin to hear it, set your sail and say, wherever you're taking me, Lord, I'm going. Wherever you're leading me, God, I'm going by the leading of your spirit. And there will be things that come as a result. He'll take you to the life that's waiting there. He'll take you to the family member that you didn't know how to reach. He'll take you to that individual that's hungry and searching and wondered if anyone knew where they were. And God's going to take you right there. He knows how to go and where to go. Every one of you in this room, from the front to the very back, every one of you in this room that would willingly allow him to do so, he will use you. And if your mind says, well, how? I don't know how. I don't know how. Perfect. What do I do? What do I do? Just obey. Just obey. He gives you direction and instruction in the word by spirit, godly counsel. Just do the next thing. But then what? I don't know. I'm trying to let go of the oars too. I'm not talking about getting off in left field. You understand? We have, that's the beauty of the body. We have accountability. It's the beauty of spiritual structure in the church. We have accountability. But we must go where the Spirit is leading. And it's leading us somewhere we've never gone before. How do I know that? 
because I read about end time harvest and it hasn't happened yet. And so we're going there. And so there's nowhere we can go look and go, oh, this is what we're supposed to do. This this is the formula. All I know to do, Brother Joel, pray, stay in the word, stay in fellowship. And stay in the river. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Brother Johnson, why don't you come? Hallelujah. Why don't you just finish, bring us home, whatever you want. Pray. Let's just turn our eyes on him right now. Let's just begin to worship him and thank him for helping us to get in that river, that flow of the spirit. Lord, I want that flow of the spirit in my life, Lord. So help me today in the name of Jesus. I need that flow of your spirit everywhere that I go, on my job, in the grocery store, Lord God, to my neighbor, Lord, in the name of Jesus, the flow of the spirit, God. But, Lord, I can't give what I don't have, and so I've got to get in the river, Lord God, where the flow of the spirit is. And I just pray for your help today, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, as we yield ourselves to you this morning, God as we yield ourselves to the flow of the Spirit in our lives, God. Lord, I don't have to figure it out. I just have to flow in the Spirit with you, Lord God. Grant us that fellowship of your Spirit, Lord God, that would lead us and to guide us, Lord. Help us, I pray, this morning in the name of Jesus, that we would step out in faith, God, we spent time in that closet, Lord God. We found the flow of the Spirit, Lord God. Help us, Lord, everywhere that we're going that you may want to use us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been working with a young man, training him on a job. He's got a church background. And it's been interesting to me because we've not had church conversations. I brought it up. I throwed some things out there only to have, be on deaf ears. But God wouldn't put him in my path unless he had something for him. But Friday, the flow started. I couldn't push it. I couldn't get ahead of it. I simply had to wait till God dealt with his heart that he would be ready to start open. Now, he's not clear open. <laughs> but we're making a connection. And there's a flow. It was interesting to me. He's been hurt by church. And so he said, uh, I have a personal relationship with God. I, I don't attend church. Okay. <laughs> I know how to pray for you now. And to pray that God will open that door. I, I believe that's what Elder's trying to help us understand here, that if I can get in the middle of the river, 
I can't force it. I can't push it, but I can flow in the spirit. You know, there's sometimes, you don't raise your hand, but have you ever been so desperate, I got to say something, I got to say something, I got to say something. And God says, you don't need to say anything. Not yet. There'll be time. You'll speak when it's time. I just want that flow, okay? Oh, I've pushed, I've opened doors that weren't open and said things I shouldn't have said. And, but I'm learning from my mistakes that, okay, Lord, I got ahead of you there. It would have been better if I'd have waited. Could we just ask the Lord to help us? I know you're hungry and you're desperate to be used of God. But he's trying to teach us. We're going to wait on him. Lord, we're going to wait on you, Lord. But we've got to be in the river. We've got to be in the flow, Lord. That it's not me, but it's you in your day, in your hour, and in that time, God, for the places you put us, Lord. Lord, our jobs and the people that we work with, Lord God, uh, people that seem so hard and people that seem so distant, Lord. I thank you for ministering angels that are already working ahead of us, Lord. Before I ever get there, before I can ever speak, before I can ever do anything, God, you've sent a ministering angel to them and you're preparing their hearts, Lord God for the flow of your spirit to work in their life. So we're thankful today, God. We're so thankful today to know you and to love you and to walk with you, Lord God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, bless each and every one of us today, God, in that river, that flow in the spirit, Lord God, wherever our closet's at, wherever that time is at, God. And I pray this week, Lord God, you'll work mightily and powerfully in each and every one of our lives, Lord. And that there'll be a flow of the Spirit where we go and what we do, God. Because we're waiting on you, God. Whether it's a miracle of healing, a testimony, or to testify of the goodness of God. Lord, whatever door you would open up, help us step through that in the flow of your Spirit. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Jesus' name. Could we just thank the Lord as you're dismissed? Father, we thank you today. Thank you for the word of the Lord today. Thank you for the instruction, Lord God. Thank you for the encouragement and the blessings of the Lord that are flowing on our lives and in our lives this morning. God, you're so good. You're so good, and we're so thankful, God. Over and over, you have blessed our lives, Lord. You brought us to this place. You've showed us your greatness, and we're thankful for it, God. But that, Lord, others could see it, could experience it, and could have it, Lord. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Greet somebody in that wonderful name of Jesus.